This episode is proudly sponsored by Independent Unit Management, offering comprehensive property services trusted by over 8,000 property owners. IUM enhance, manage and protect New South Wales properties statewide, ensuring you have the power to protect not only your individual investment, but the collective strata asset. We're very thankful for Jeff at IUM for being the founding sponsor of MyPeak. Contact Jeff and the team of strata managers at ium.com.au. Today's episode is also proudly sponsored by property law firm DMC Lawyers. DMC is offering 10% off for all MyPeak community members. They're a local law firm operating out of Gregory Hills, specializing in commercial leasing and commercial and residential conveyancing. Dino is also an invested MyPeak member. Contact Dean and the team at DMC Lawyers on 0456 970 507. Let's get into it. G'day and welcome back to the MyPeak podcast. We're athlete coaches specializing in cricket through holistic development. We focus on you as a whole to reach your peak performance. My peak stands for pre-elite athlete creation. In this podcast, we give you the tools to transform from the pre-elite to the elite. Cam, today we're talking about how to navigate outside influences. Yes, today's episode is on the back of what's happening in the ashes right now. Australia just reclaimed the ashes, haven't quite won it yet. And a common theme we're hearing through the media and player interviews is how outside influences have been either detriment to performance or how players are successfully navigating outside influences and still able to perform on the cricket field. Well, I think it's important to say from the outset of the podcast that, yes, even though we're talking about, obviously, professional cricketers here, the Ashes, that outside influence can happen at the local, um, you know, the local fields, at the local community. So... This is going to be a really important podcast to when you do come to a scenario where you know there is some outside noise and you're starting to hear a few things whether it's from coaches parents other players how to actually navigate through that and still find a way to perform definitely i i would actually say what we're talking about today is a skill mm. and you can relate like brownie said the people the boys over at the ashes at the moment they're talking about media and all that kind of stuff but you just transfer that to parents and coaches and opposition and also teammates as well and teammates uh talking about your performance as well and that can uh, play a role in your mindset which will obviously affect your performance as well i think i was just sort of doing a bit of thinking weary when you were talking there if i think back to my playing uh, career most of the outside no- noise was probably when i was a younger cricketer yeah like it almost sort of goes away when you come a little bit more confident in who you are and the level that you're playing but i reckon particularly through those ages of when you start rep cricket and move into the academies that's when the outside noise can really start to take a toll so yeah for younger athletes out there you might think oh, i'll need to navigate as i get a bit older i probably think that's almost the opposite yeah and yeah that's right and the uh, i reckon the effect that it can have on you as a young person is probably even more significant mm. than the effect it can have on you when you get older because when you're younger you're still developing your game so much more than what you are when you're at the peak of your powers even though obviously those boys over in england are still tinkering and developing their own games as well i know you're a pretty laid-back character weary but is there a time where you felt a bit of pressure from outside noise oh all the time yeah. i actually remember when i scored my highest score ever going into that game thinking i got to score runs today yeah wow i haven't scored many for a while and you people talk about your place in the team or not even that sometimes just your your place in the batting order yeah 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 and yeah and it did and that day it played a 
positive effect obviously on my performance which we're going to talk about today as well and we're also going to talk about ways where we can navigate it and put in some strategies and actually implement some skills and routines into our preparation so that we can either overcome but also just be able to utilize Mm. the people around us a little bit better so we're still preparing for optimal performance yeah and i know we're on a bit of a different path today but that just made me think that we need to do a podcast on internal noise (laughs) i was just thinking well that's it's it's a good point because when you were talking about the younger days that's what i always thought you were going to go with where when you're younger it's also the internal thoughts that play a role in your in how you perceive the out or the external yeah yeah that's right absolutely spot on all right shall we get into some tips and tricks today to navigate because I really think this is really revel- uh, re- relevant at the moment. Yeah, so the first thing we're going to talk about is something that I've been hearing a lot from a lot of the Australian players, especially since the fourth test mm. and in between the third and fourth test when England bounced back to a 2-1 and thought, oh, has England got the momentum? And that's Australia just focusing on what they needed to do. Mm. I like to hear the phrase the control the controllables Mm, we'll get to that what do we need to do rather than perhaps what the media is talking about or what the opposition is talking about or what the younger athletes the parents coaches teammates Mm. opposition are talking about Mm, yeah definitely and i think um trying to relate that straight to um, some younger athletes too you know controlling the controllables is something that you need to take responsibility on i think often because we're so Um, determined by what our parents do at a younger age and whether they're organized or what they're saying i think the quicker we can take responsibility for what we can control and you know uh, use the opportunity to to quickly grab those things at a younger age um, and stop relying on like again outside noise or outside influences like our parents i think it just makes the process a lot clearer the clarity's there we know what we do control we know how to do it or we start to develop a system on how to do it um and i think it's just something looking back if i grabbed a hold of a lot earlier it also stops the excuses mm. you, do you know what i mean like i think you can often you know say to a coach oh i was on time but mum and dad like they they didn't get out of the house sorry i'm late halfway through warm-up but i think as soon as you can say well i'm putting everything on me here and i'm going to control everything that you know, I want to on a Friday or a Saturday, um, quickly takes away those excuses and starts to fine tune your process. Yeah, I like where you've said clarity there. That I think that sums it up really well. When you're controlling on what you can control rather than the things that you can't control, gives you great clarity on what you can either work on at training, if it's an example like that, or what you need to focus on come game day. Mm. And what that clarity does is it gives you purpose. Mm. So when you're going to training, if you're controlling what you can control, it gives you the clarity to focus on that. Mm. And then once you're actually at training or in a game, if it's something to do with your game plan perhaps, it gives you just the ability to have the purpose and focus on that one thing. You've said the word focus like three or four times there, which is great because I think you said at the beginning that this is a bit of a skill. Yeah. You know, and we speak often about how focus is a skill. And um, even though, you know, there's some tools and tricks here that we do want to, you know, sort of help you guys out with, it's going to take a bit of time, some commitment, trust, patience, bit of discipline along the way. Um, So, yeah, I'm really glad that, you know, focus was in your sentence four or five times there. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it is because 
when you have this outside noise and things that you can't control like mm. we've seen in the ashes the perfect example was the weather mm. for the england team and they've it's funny how you use the word excuse Excuses. earlier because that's exactly where they've gone to of course and um the power of having a that focus on what you can control mm. is just going to lead to so much more uh, action mm. so much more purpose mm. and then like i said the the focus element ties into that because when you're focusing on things you can't control excuses start to come you know it's great too i was just thinking that controlling the control when you're controlling something it's usually in the now yeah. you know when you're not the controlling present. the controllables you're thinking about past and future yeah. so it is such a way to stay present in which we speak about a lot maintaining present through whether it's your batting whether it's your bowling whether it's waiting to bat your preparation whatever it might be that that in the instance is actually controlling the controllables yeah, definitely and that's it thinking of that too the controllables lead you to the present moment mm. in in your actual during the game because mm. i reckon like for an example england they should have declared so much earlier mm. and they didn't they didn't control what they could control and then all of a sudden they mm. lost the test and or didn't lose the test touchy didn't win <laughs> they didn't win the test when they should have do you want to i reckon just give a couple of examples of what the controllables are before we move on because i think there'd be a couple of people out there going yeah totally understand that we need to be in control but what things are we trying to control yeah definitely there's so many things it's whatever probably game plan is a big thing if mm. it's going to be during a game you need to focus on what you can control so that's your routines that's perhaps your scoring options if you're a batter that's your uh, wicket wicket balls if you're a bowler um, if you're a captain you're focusing on um, your bowling rotations mm. fields for different bowlers different batters whatnot instead of the uncontrollables uh, in say that situation you could put a good um, example of like the Stuart Broad David Warner mm. matchup at the mm. moment mm. where Warner, I reckon, in the first two test matches was really good at this and started to, even that very first innings, he was playing shots I haven't seen Warner play, mm. getting way out of his crease, cross-off stump, accessing, down, yeah. definitely. And he was focused on what he needed to control and it was working. And now I reckon his challenge moving forward is to go back to that because when he's focusing on what Broad's doing, the conditions, all these things that are outside his control, yeah. like losing the toss every game and batting first, having to face the toughest conditions and as a result it's probably a little bit tough to make that assumption but now you can see he's back into his old old habits yeah i think for me apart from the very obvious ones which is preparation and process the one that comes to mind for me is like your matchups in a game mm. so like as a batter constantly thinking about oh, i wonder when the leggy's going to come on or i wonder when that opening bowler is going to be back on and you know you flip that to the bowler and you think gee i really hope that when i come on i'm not bowling to two in batters yeah. or not bowling to that number three or that number four hopefully we've just got a wicket i'm coming on against the new and you just start to think planning and putting these things in place and when the future doesn't play out like you've had it in your head all of a sudden you're in this unknown area you're guessing you're, you're sort of nervous you're so focused on exactly the opposite not what you can control but you're almost trying to think on the bounce yeah yeah and that will also be an adaptive too. Mm. So when you're in that situation, how can you adapt? And that will help you go back to the controllables. Mm. How mm. can I adapt? What do I need to do in mm. this situation? Rather than hoping or wishing or expecting things to happen. Yeah, so that's number one, focusing on controlling the controllables. Awesome. The second thing we're going to speak about is a bit of gratitude and going back to our values or our why. 
And this is one where I reckon this time of an Ashes series, you're hearing the words a lot of like um, draining, emotionally draining. Um, it's been a long series. I've heard that saying so much from both teams. It's been a long series. You know, these things can happen. It's like, I reckon this is a great example of where youngsters can use this as a tool as well where we can just practice a bit of gratitude go back to our values go back to why we're playing cricket why we're here today and it can just give us a bit of a ground us and Mm. let us understand that definitely why we're actually in this situation which is going to just give you a, a better perspective on the situation or a better perspective on what's happening around you and allow you just to go back and focus on and refresh your brain refresh your mindset and no, I'm actually here for, could be different for different mm. people, so I won't say anything, but A, B, or C. And that's going to just allow you to um, have greater appreciation for what you're doing at that time. Yeah, well, you can relate, I suppose, the off-season to this Asher series in a way where you think about the Asher series, there is such a hype for so long, you know, before we mm. even get there. It's almost like the players that could be drained before it even begins if yeah. they're not good at staying present. Uh, you know, similar with the off-season, it, it is a big chunk of your year before you even set foot on a field. So I think this is where it just comes back to being where your feet are and, like, really understanding that we're going to attack this day by day. We're going to show gratitude day by day. I'm going to live by my values and my why day by day. It takes so much pressure off. I don't yeah. know about you, but last couple of years of me playing, I really tried to go back to that sort of gratitude and values element that I think you naturally do when you're a kid. Mm. You know, like you wake up and you're praying it's not raining. You just get on the field, you're so glad. And I think the last couple of years, I tried to just foster some of that same emotion where if you speak to anyone who's not in that 11 in the Australian side, they would give an arm and a leg to be in that side. So super hard, I understand when, you know, it it is what you do and the pressure's there day by day and there is so much noise, I understand. But I think coming back to where your feet are, you know, a couple of gratitudes um, and just really like understanding how lucky you are to be there because there's a guy with an injury on the sideline wishing you'd be where you are. Mm, definitely. And you can flow this back to like junior cricket, rep cricket, grade cricket too, where it could be a similar, like your perspective on a situation is similar. Yeah. So for these right. guys in the ashes where it was perhaps heading to the third or fourth, um, fourth or fifth day of a, ashes game where you know that england are probably in front and you've got this perspective and it starts to this outside noise starts to build it can be very similar for you as a young cricketer perhaps you've had a couple of low scores you haven't taken wickets you've dropped catches your perspective on the situation is very similar it just means different things different outcomes to different people but what you're thinking often is very similar to what the elite are thinking as well Obviously, for them, it's also their career, so it's a little bit different. But I think the mindset stays the same. So if these things are happening to you as a young cricketer, the gratitude going back to the values and why you play cricket, it's also going to take a lot of pressure off you as a as a person and as a player and then allow you to express yourself as you feel like you should be doing and mm. you know when you do have the best results, that's what you're actually doing rather than going out there with almost the fear of playing or the the dread of playing and knowing that that's not going to obviously achieve the results you're after. Yeah, so example, we're like, let's say youngster opens the batting, doesn't bowl, 
nicked off a couple of weeks in a row for like super low scores what kinds of things would you know if you're in that situation you're telling yourself to remain grateful and you know how else are you trying to um you know bring value to the team in, in instances where you haven't been able to do your main role and score runs oh well that's yeah you got two different questions there the second part of that's yeah you can always contribute to a team in different ways it doesn't have to be through like statistics themselves whether that's runs in this situation or wickets but going back to that it's then you identifying like going through your gratitude next week i've got another opportunity to open the batting or perhaps you get dropped and next week i've now got an opportunity to showcase my skills perhaps batting six or Mm. down the order Mm. what can i do now for the team to ensure that i'm still applying my skills to this team to get a positive outcome and going back to your why like i'm playing cricket here because i love the game i love playing my mates like i said earlier everyone's a little bit different so Mm. it's hard to give a definitive answer on that but it's just going to allow you to yeah like i said earlier take the pressure off you and focus on why you play the game and allow you to get into that mindset no i think you nailed it when you said both your answers you've been dropped opportunity down the order opportunity i think that's just a super important way to remain grateful anytime you've got an opportunity you're usually pretty happy yeah um and i think just like you said that perspective on it rather than sort of being frustrated or seeing it as um you know a negative like straight away flipping that to an opportunity i think it's much easier to be grateful and it's also super um simple to bring yourself back to the present too when you're negative around something you're probably putting pressure on yourself you know, if I score runs, I'll be up the order. You know mm. what I mean? Like if I score runs today, I'll get back in that team. Wherever so, okay, today's another opportunity for me to go in and showcase my skill. It's just, it changes your mindset yeah, just definitely. with the self-talk. Yeah, even though I in, like when you start thinking if this happens or that happens, like straight away you're thinking about future things that you don't have control over, which we uh, said in the first point can be quite contagious with your thinking and start to bleed into other parts of your preparation that you can't control and like we said earlier we want to be focused on what we can control and these two things like the gratitude will help you control the controllables yeah so to tie sort of the first two points together if you're sort of thinking you know that's tough you know it's it's going to take maybe a, a few more people than one to remind me and just keep me accountable to those things The next tip we have is to make sure you've got one you've identified but you've got the right support network so we've touched base on support network a few times here on the podcast but basically having someone to go to when certain scenarios come up that'll offer you the right advice or give you the right help to keep moving forward and sort of shift you back into the right mindset definitely this is another phrase i'm hearing a lot and was listening to tim payne talk about we're talking about this on the way in and Tim Payne was talking about the job Pat Cummins is doing at the moment Mm. and how emotionally draining it is for him, particularly being a fast bowler, having a... He's played every Ashes test, played the uh, World Test Championship only a few days before the first Ashes test. It's a lot of cricket for a fast bowler. And yeah, it's a lot of cricket for anyone, let alone a fast bowler. Captain. And then obviously on top of that, everything that happens. And then for him as well, he's just had a... He had a baby just before this Ashes series too, a young 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 child so it's a lot happening in his life um that as as a result for a lot of people will actually influence their on-field performance Mm. oh absolutely we'll get to that in our next point people can just relate like how their you know home life affects their work life like we see these guys playing cricket but this is their work like they're out there trying to grind away to get results yeah so 
And back to what Tim Payne was saying, he was a phrase that you hear all the time is, oh, he's got the right people around him. Mm. And it's a, for some people, it's a bit of a throwaway line, but the people that can do this strategically and intentionally, there's no, no fluke in why they see results. So if you can, um, for Pat Cummins, he's probably going to have a lot more people in his support network to a lot of young athletes out there, and it's going to be different uh, levels of input as well but for young athletes it's knowing who to go to when you get injured mm. knowing who to go to if you're like we said earlier having scored runs in a month or taken wickets in a month who to go to if you're driving home and you're feeling like you're failing within yourself who can you talk to so just being able to identify these people for a make the process happen automatic you don't have to think what can i do in this situation because you've already put that in place but also just alleviate a bit of that pressure off yourself 100 percent. that's the one big thing i see is when um setbacks or road bumps come up we so often put so much pressure on ourselves to solve these issues but we don't have the tools equipped to do so and i think we've really got a you know not that, that it's an ego thing but understand that vulnerability is like a bit of a segue to success or getting back on the horse with a bit of confidence and i think if we can just have a little bit of foresight with the people that we might go to if a happens if b happens if c happens take so much internal pressure off ourselves. and i'm not in this alone i've got the right people around me to help me get back to where i need to be yeah sharing sharing problems or totally sharing things that are causing a little bit of overwhelmed sense on you is just a way of you uh, alleviating a little bit of that stress or anxiety mm. and allowing mm. people to and often like if you think about if you're a young player listening to this podcast and one of your teammates you played a lot of cricket with was to come to you with something that they're going through straight away you're going to jump to help them so think about if you're that person in your shoes don't be afraid to reach out and hold on i'm actually really struggling with the short ball here i've gotten out the last few weeks to the short ball and I just don't know what to do. And if you're able to, like we said, just share what's going on in your game, just going to allow you to feel so much easier to take those steps required to improve or make the changes required. Yeah, and a bit of a long way around to get to my point here. We, we're doing a uh, program this morning where we're helping people get outside their comfort zone. And I think often... Um, to have the right support network or to use the right support network you've got to go in with vulnerability to whoever you're talking to which can be super tough oh yeah like, easier said than done yeah yeah like i can remember times where there was no way i'd want to you know be vulnerable and show people whether it was my weaknesses or whether it was my issues i think like just voicing it here that getting outside your comfort zone being vulnerable to someone um to take one step back two steps forward um, it's the only way to sort of utilize the support network efficiently because if you can't first identify there's a problem, be vulnerable enough to talk to someone about it, you're sort of just going to be solving the issue much slower on your own with so much more head noise. Mm, definitely. All right, that takes us to our last one, which we were alluding to throughout that one, um, especially talking about Pat Cummins there. And it's having a life, hobbies, or interests away from cricket as mm. well. So. You're seeing, obviously, these players over in England in the Ashes right now. Their core focus is to retain the Ashes, win the Ashes, and get it home. But if that was all they were focused on, then there's a lot of eggs to put into one basket. And mm -hmm. if things don't go your way, then there's nothing to turn to. 
perhaps no one else outside of the game that you can turn to uh, for help. And these things just start to build up on each other. So what can we do outside of the game of cricket to distract our minds, put our minds to ease, Mm. allow us to focus on things that have no impact on our cricket or even have a positive impact on our cricket as well? Well, it's exactly what you said to me yesterday, Cam. We so often get asked the question, what do we want to be when we get older? Not who do we want to be? So often we fixate that we are cricketers or we are athletes and that's who we are, except that's only a really small makeup of what the rest of the life has in store for us. You might play cricket from the ages of 10 to 30. If you're really lucky, maybe 10 to 40. You've still got a lot more living and a lot more hours outside of that to be who you are, not what you are. So I think it's important that we do understand that, yes, we place a high importance on our, on our sport, whatever that may be, but we're a person away from that and fostering those things and you know enjoying times with friends or enjoying times maybe playing a different sport or enjoying our studies is a really good way to detach from the things that we you know may put a bit of pressure on ourselves with refresh ourselves and when we come back to what we love which is you know cricket in this instance it's usually with a lot more fire too mm. if you do give yourself a little bit of time away and invest in you know, relationships and family time, you come back to your sport like, oh, how good's this? Can't wait yeah. to get stuck in. Um, that's a great point because it's not only taking the distraction away from what's going on and it's not really, for a lack of a better word, distraction there. It's like, it's just getting you out of the headspace that you're in all the time when you're around cricket yeah. and getting you into a different headspace. But when you do go back, it's like, it's a bit of that gratitude we're talking about. You go back in with the fire. Glad in your to belly. be here. Yeah. How good's it be to be down the nets, yeah, catching highballs right. tonight, back in the community? Because if you don't have that, sometimes it can just turn into another day, another job, another another yeah. chore. That's right. Yeah. And to kind of like wrap it all up, it's like these all these four things we spoke about, like controlling the controllables, uh, your gratitude, your support network, and creating life outside of cricket. They all intertwine together. They do. And it's the holistic approach to how you look at it. And that's what's going to get you to um, allow you to either block out or deal with, navigate these external influences that some people might think won't happen or they just happen and it's a part of it. It's like, no, we can actually implement things that allow us to use them or... um, reduce them so we can still perform at our optimal performance on the field i think we've done it brother i think we're there awesome yeah so go away and sort of digest a little bit uh crew on what we've just spoken about because regardless of where you are on your journey in your career now there's gonna be uh outside noise coming at you at some stage and i think it's it's now that you're aware you'll be able to recognize it that's going to be your first job to do once you've recognized it's okay what do i need to implement what tools can i use here to make sure that i'm focused on what i need to to keep performing and also to keep loving the game yeah and that's the biggest thing here and that's exactly one of our tools there and skills is to appreciate what we're doing and why we're playing this game and allow us to go out there and play in a mental or headspace mindset that allows us to appreciate and love what we do just a reminder if you're New to the podcast here, we've got plenty of recent episodes with um, some professional athletes with the likes of Jordan Silk, Ben Menenti, and a few others. So make sure you go back, catch up on a few of our episodes, 
If you're interested in the program, make sure you check out our website, mypeak.com.au, or jump onto our Instagram. Until then, we'll catch you next time on the My Peak Podcast.